0: Welcome to The Light of the World and this is Jerry G Martin. What a tumultuous few months we've endured in our nation and in our city with floods and freezes, with pandemic and political unrest. The government has responded by giving a stimulus package to people hoping that it will help the economy move forward. Over the next few days, I will be sharing a message about God's stimulus plan. He's always had a plan to be a blessing to his people, no matter what's going on. It's nothing new, but it's still available to you if you would trust God with all your heart. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. We're beginning a series this month called God's Stimulus Plan. And I can look at some of you and just tell you need to be stimulated. (laughs) Stimulus kind of shocks you a little bit and gets you going and some of you need to get going and God has a plan. Jesus Christ the Son of God is the most dynamic teacher of the Word of God that there has ever been. For those of us who know him and belong to him, we would be well advised to listen and apply what he teaches us. By doing so, we can receive and we can also employ all the things that God has made available to us. It was Peter who mentioned in his letter that God has given us everything we need pertaining to life and godliness. Peter said, God's already given that to you. Paul told us in the book of Ephesians, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm in Christ Jesus. He said, God has already blessed you. You may not know it, you may not understand it, but he's already done it. Jesus was well aware of what we have been given when he taught a lesson to his followers who seemed to be worried and concerned and fidgety about what they were going through and how they were going to make it. It reminds me of where we are right now. There are believers who are just as worried today about all the things that we're dealing with as people who don't know God. There are many of you who are worried right now about some of these things that Jesus is going to talk about. You're worried about your job or how you will be able to pay your bills. You're worried about your retirement. You're worried about your mortgage. You're worried about your health. All of us are experiencing some unprecedented times right now. I know that. We have a pandemic that is affecting us all. There's nobody who has been untouched. By this pandemic. It doesn't mean that you've contracted the virus. It means that you had to stay home when you didn't want to stay home. It meant that you couldn't go to Papa Cedars like you used to. Now some of y'all still going. Y'all just don't care. You're going everywhere you want to go. Except one. That's church. But we've all been affected. Businesses are closing. Unemployment numbers are going up. Evictions are increasing from homes and apartments. Robberies and thefts are up. People have gotten a bad attitude. Have you noticed that road rage is raging? Really? You want to shoot somebody because they got in front of you without putting the signal light on? With all the things that are going on, our government has responded with what is called Stimulus checks to help individuals and companies make it through these tough times. If you got a stimulus check or funds, just say amen. Got some stimulus money. Now, we don't know where it is now, but we did get it. The idea is that you will receive money that you didn't expect to help you to make it through tough times. About the stimulus money that you get You are not required to do anything To receive this stimulus Just get it and spend it That's all they want you to do They want you to get it Now they don't want you to hold on to it Because they're trying to stimulate more than you They want to stimulate the economy They want you to spend that money There are no instructions There are no requirements You just spend it So the first check you got was gone in a flash. Many people who got them are still in the same condition. Money by itself doesn't solve your problem. It'll just go through your hands. The second check has come and is likely gone just like the first one for many people. Unless you're like me. You can put that money to work for you or you can just let it go through your hands. The problem with the government stimulus money is that the government has a limited supply. And if it keeps giving it out like it's been giving it out over time, it's gonna cause more issues than it solved. They can run out of money too. I know they can print more, but if they keep printing more, they're gonna run out of ink. And the money will become worthless. But until you have an understanding of God's stimulus plan, you will also be anxious about your well-being and about what you're doing. See, the poor people are afraid that they will not have enough to survive. The rich people are afraid of losing what they have. And those of us in the middle find ourselves in a rat race only to find that the cheese may be gone when we get to the finish line. (laughs) But I want us to take a look at what Jesus said about God's stimulus plan for us. He begins with some instructions that will set the course for you and give us a foundation for this series. Matthew chapter 6 verse 19. It's nothing new, but we'll look at it from a new perspective today. Here's Jesus talking to a a group of followers and he said, I want to give you some news you can use. He starts this way. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Here's what he's telling you. Number one, be sure your focus is on heavenly things. I'm just going to share this with you if you want to enjoy God's stimulus plan. Now, if you're not that interested, then don't pay attention to this. But if you want to get beyond where you are to enjoy all that God has for you, then you might want to pay close attention. He says, be sure you focus on heavenly things. See, God can tell where your heart is. Because where your treasure is, he says, your heart is going to be there also. So you can talk to him all you want to about, Lord, now you know my heart. God says, yeah, I know your heart. I see where you put your money. Because your heart's going to follow your money. If you don't believe that, let your money take off. You ain't going to be too far behind it. I got to go where the money is. See, God's plan for prosperity is initiated for those whose hearts are turned towards heavenly things. Let me say that one more time. God's plan for your prosperity is initiated toward those whose hearts are turned towards heavenly things. He's going to reemphasize that later in this passage. One of the reasons many people of God are not prosperous is that they have trouble seeing the principles of God. They can't see how they can make it if they do what God says. Somebody told me recently, if I tithe, I just can't see how I can make it if I take 10% of what comes in and give it. I can't see that I can make it as well on the 90%. Here's what Jesus said in verse 22. He said, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Now, I've read this a lot of times. I never knew why he threw this verse in this passage talking about treasures in heaven and don't worry about things. He said, I'm going to talk to you about your eyes. I believe he wanted to encourage us to open our eyes so we can see. So I want to encourage you to open your eyes today to see the plan that God has for your blessings and for your prosperity. I pray that you will have a good eye that brings light instead of a bad eye that keeps you walking in darkness. Jesus says your whole body will be full of darkness and how great is that darkness and as long as you stay in darkness and you cannot see you will not be able to move forward you will stay where you are day after day week after week month after month and year after year doing the same thing because you cannot see your way clear. Many of our people have remained in the same condition for generations because we can't see. All we can see is that there's somebody holding me back. There's only one person holding you back. You will see them when you look in the mirror. Don't buy this, this philosophy that somebody's holding you back. It's always racism and I can't get ahead because the man. They ain't the man. It is you. Nobody holding you back because you can't see you're walking in the darkness of the philosophy of the world that you need somebody else to help you else you can't make it. When God says you ought to be the head not the tail. You ought to be above, not beneath. You ought to be the lender, not the borrower. He was talking to you. So get out of that mentality and break free. We're going to talk about how God will stimulate you. He has no respect to a person. He's not looking at you and what you've been through. He said, I don't care what you've been through. I can stimulate your blessing in your life. Jesus said, your whole body will be full of darkness. How great is that darkness? He threw that in. When you can't see, that darkness is great. And when you're just in complete darkness, you're just immobilized. You're just static. You can't do anything because I can't see what to do. I can't see what's around me. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to sit here. And it's time for you to open your eyes. Let the light of the Lord Jesus Christ come into your life. And let the Word of God open open your understanding so you can move forward you will not be able to grasp what he's about to tell you if you will and you will not experience god's best nor his blessing and jesus said you need to open your eye and then he gives us another word of wisdom in verse 24 no one can serve two masters Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So you can't serve them both. You say, I'm not serving money. You say, yes, you are. You're serving money if that's all you're running after. Money is supposed to serve you. You're not supposed to serve it. Money makes you get up and go to work every day. Somebody said, Lord, you 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 woke me up this morning and you started me on my way. No, boy, no, no, no. That credit card payment started you on your way. Because you had to go get some money to pay them folk. That mortgage note, that car payment got you up. Otherwise, when you didn't have all that, you'd be still laying in the bed. I'm doing good. So your debt will cause you to get up and run after all of these things and and you can't see your way because you got mountains and mountains of debt. The Bible is telling us you can't run after money and God at the same time. God doesn't mind you having money. Let me just put that out there. God doesn't mind you having money and having your needs met and having an abundance. He just doesn't want you to run after him. Put it before him. See, when your priority is to chase money, you will not find God. When your priority is to chase God, you can find money and blessings. Look at the scriptures. Now, Jesus gives a summary conclusion in this passage in verse 25 he says now that i've told you all of that therefore i tell you do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body what you will wear is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or store away in barns yet your heavenly father feeds them Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And then look at what he says. I tell you, do not worry about your life. So who are you to worry and by your worrying can add any time to your life? You can't do that. In fact, why are you worrying about clothes? Now we sure ought not be worrying about clothes. Our closets are full. Only time we worry about clothes is they don't fit no more, and then you hold on to them thinking you're coming back to them. Uh, Get rid of them; you ain't going back. Or why do you worry, saying, "What shall we eat, drink, or wear?" He's talking about the basics of life. Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spend. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. his righteousness. Instead of worrying, we ought to do something different, he's saying. Seek the kingdom of God. It should be our top priority. And he said we need to seek the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? It's God's way of doing things. It's God's principles. It's God's law. It's God's word. Along with that, we ought to seek his righteousness. If we do those two things, we are right in line to participate with God's stimulus plan. And then he ends this passage by saying it again. Do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry. I'm not going to ask how many of you are worrying So there are several reasons Jesus tells us do not worry. I want to share a few of them with you. Number one, he says do not worry because we are God's people. Come on, say that. Say God's people. We are God's people. Did you see where Jesus said your heavenly father knows you need these things? Your heavenly father knows we need these things. Jesus starts his model prayer, our father who art in heaven. Do you know who you belong to? Jesus told his disciples, if you being evil know how to give good things to your children, what about your father in heaven and he knows how to give good things to you? So you you need to understand and function from the perspective and the understanding that God is my heavenly father. I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God who has everything and he can do everything. Why should I be poor if my father is rich? Know who you are. If you don't understand who you are, you'll be like that prodigal son out there in the wilderness, out there in the street, out there eating hog slop and the pig pen. He even came to himself and said, why am I down here with these pigs and my father's rich? You got to ask yourself, why am I so broken? Why am I always struggling and my father is rich? I don't get that. Let me figure out what I need to do different. His father didn't do anything different. The, The son did something different. He said, I better get up and go back to my father and get myself together. I remember when we started this church. And um, at the beginning, I'm wondering, Lord, uh, are we going to have to raise offerings and, and, and sell chicken dinners and fish dinners to raise money for you to do your work? When you are rich, you say you got all the silver and the gold and you can open up the windows of heaven. That doesn't make sense to me. He said, it doesn't make sense to me either. I ain't tell you do all that. I already have a stimulus plan for the church. I'm going to bless the people. The people are going to give at least 10%. And you just manage it well. The church will always have everything she needs. It's not rocket science. Just do like I tell you. And that's what we did. And God is faithful to his word. So Jesus said, do not worry because we are God's people. Secondly, do not worry because God has a plan. God is never without a plan. He never begins anything without knowing how to sustain it and make it accomplish his purpose. God has a plan. When he selected Abraham in the book of Genesis chapter 12, he began that relationship by challenging Abram to be obedient and to take a step of faith to follow him. Abram, that's before he was called Abraham, Abram, I want you to leave your family, leave your people, leave your country and go to a place and I'm not going to show you till you start leaving. What we want to do before we take off with God, we want God to give us the completed plan with all of the outcome, guaranteed, before we take a step. God, show me what's going to happen and I'll go. God said, you go and I'll show you what's going to happen. See, without faith, it's impossible to please God. God wants to know if, you know if you can trust him, if you will rely on him, if you will put all on the table and let him guide your life completely. There are so many people who are stressed and is struggling right now because of the things that are going on around us. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I'm reminding you, God has already promised his people that he is able to provide. I certainly hope that these messages are helpful to you to know how God can stimulate you for your blessing and prosperity, even in tough times. The first thing that needs to be done is to be sure you are connected with God and that you're honoring God with your life and with all that he's giving you. I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship. We're meeting each Sunday in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road, 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. If you are in Humble, the Lake Houston area, Spring, Northeast Houston, Northwest Houston, you're in our neighborhood. You can also join us online each Sunday at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety or share it with someone, go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily, Jerry G. Martin. You can enjoy today's message as well as previous messages that we've aired. If you're looking for a Bible bookstore, there's one on our campus. Call us at The Beacon, 281-441-2885. For Bibles, communion, and church supplies, call us, 281-441-2885. Now for the Light of the World, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.